Welcome to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Together, we will journey through self-discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones. Welcome, everyone, to The Good Good Life. I am your host, Jan Jones, and I am so excited that you are joining me today. I want to tell you, I really appreciate all of your support to all of the listeners, the people that are sharing this with other people. You really mean the world to me, and your support just keeps me going every week. So... Are you awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic? And if you're not quite yet, I don't want you to worry about it because you will be by the end of this hour because I have an amazing guest today and I'm going to introduce you to him in just a moment. We are going to be talking about emotional intelligence and this is EQ part two with my guest David Brzezowski who is one of the world's leading experts on the topic. But first, I want everyone to just calm the noise and really take a deep breath. Come on, do it with me. Yeah, loosen up your shoulders because you are here in this moment with David and me and everything that is going to inspire and enhance this good, good life for you. I know things can get chaotic and stressful, but I want you to think about all of the blessings, big and small, in your life, and then all of the ways that you can be a blessing, large and small, showing kindness to others. And I want you to claim this. I want you to claim this right now and every day, that today, something good is going to happen to me and Today, something good is going to happen through me. All right, so just take a moment, let that wash over you, and let me introduce you to David. Now, I said this is part two, but it's okay if you have not heard the first podcast with David. You can go back, and I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's called Emotional Intelligence, The Difference Maker. Today... We're going to get a little deeper into how this really applies to everyday life. But first, I want to remind all of our listeners, David, who you are. So David Brzezowski, as Director of Training at Talent Smart EQ, David offers over 20 years of experience in leadership development, onboarding, diversity and inclusion, emotional intelligence, and personality assessments. He has led learning and development teams with General Nutrition Centers, Dollar General Corporation, and Landry's Restaurants. In addition to his role as Director of Training, David is also a Master Facilitator of all Talent Smart EQ's training programs and is certified to facilitate Talent Smart EQ's Mastering Emotional Intelligence Train the Trainer programs. And I can speak personally 
David is and was my master trainer when I became certified and began to partner with Talent Smart EQ. So, as an executive coach for Talent Smart, David takes on coaching assignments with C suite leaders from around the world. And we welcome all of our listeners from around the world, right? David is also the face of Talent Smart EQ on LinkedIn's monthly EQ how to video vignette series, series, as well as the moderator of the LinkedIn Live series, Emotional Intelligence for Your Everyday Life. David was a contributor to the 2022 publication of Talent Smart EQ's newest book, Team Emotional Intelligence 2.0. Through David's facilitation, he brings real-world application with his diverse background in the retail, restaurant, and corporate worlds where he connects emotional intelligence to everyday affairs. That was a mouthful because there's so much to say about David. David, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that was a mouthful and um, I'm tired just hearing it already. (laughs) Thank you for having me We're not tired of hearing about it because I really had to cut that short because I want us to hear (laughs) from David. Um, But he is amazing and he really just has really opened my eyes even deeper and wider into this world of emotional intelligence. I love having the opportunity to facilitate it as well, but I've got the master. I mean, he is like the the Yoda, right? The, the <laughs> Jedi of all things emotional intelligence for all those Star Wars fans. Um, but let me, let me just remind our listeners before I get into some questions, Yeah, because, you know, David and I talk about this a lot. If you are in a work setting, you may have heard this term emotional intelligence, and it really is the difference maker. It makes all the difference in your relationships. And, you know, the higher up you get in a corporation, the more important emotional intelligence really is. So you may be familiar with it. Maybe you've even had some training in your work environment. But it's not just for the workforce. This topic transcends and transforms in every area of life, from anywhere you may volunteer to all of your relationships, including with your kids and your partners, where you worship. I mean, what you do in your neighborhood, I mean, all of it matters and it really does come down to emotional intelligence, which is why we really want to focus on how this impacts us every day from spouses trying to have more effective and better and loving communication, right? Or people that think they have to just suck it up and go along with the flow or the group. Or the reverse of that, people that feel like, well, I'm just going to exit. It's it's the cancel culture, right, David? We've talked yeah. about that some. And you think we, as people think, that we have to make that choice. So we either just 
be quiet and follow along or we leave or we cancel them or we we don't try to work on things because we can't find that common ground. Um, You know, it's all about the commitment to this emotional intelligence and really um, putting forth the effort because it's worth it. We don't have to just go along and we also don't have to exit. We can all really enjoy this good, good life together if we are equipped with these strategies. And we want to make sure that when we are interacting with others and, you know, we come across a little conflict or a little tension, that we do not make it personal because that is not showing respect. And every Human being deserves dignity and respect. Mm -hmm. We want engagement. And, you know, if everyone out there will recall in an episode I did on trust, I mentioned we want healthy conversation and not negative confrontation. So that being said, David, let's remind them of the model. And then we're going to get into this everyday use of emotional intelligence. So I'm going to go over high, high level. I'm going to let David go as deep as he would like to. I just want to remind our listeners that we're talking about a personal competence, and that includes self-awareness and self-management. And then we've got the social competence, which is social awareness and relationship management. So we've got these four areas, self-awareness, self-management, and social awareness and relationship management. So there are so many different strategies within all of this. Um, There we go. There's the model. David, what do you want to add, if anything, before I start uh, asking you a few questions about everyday life? Yeah, well, first of all, I think this is great that we're talking about this. In everybody's everyday life, because EQ, and that's kind of what we'll abbreviate it to, um, is, is, is there all the time. You know, And you've already talked about two strategies. You talked about everybody taking a deep breath, right? That's a strategy that we use mm-hmm. in emotional intelligence to sometimes give us a moment to self-manage ourselves is taking a breath. You also just said about building trust. You know, That's such a key element of building relationships. And when you think about, when you talk about the model, that relationship management, gosh, our lives are about relationships. You know, we have relationships at work, but boy, do we have a lot of relationships in our personal lives from what you have at home, whether that is relationships with a spouse, um, a significant other, children, um, you know, other relatives that you're close to, friends. Also, many people are involved in activities outside the home, right? Coaching your kids' sporting events or being involved in the church or anything else. Those are all relationships. And so I love that you want to talk about it in this angle because it really, I think everybody who's listening um, can really put this into play. So hit me with some questions, Jan Jones. (laughs) Yes. And thank you, David. That is just such an insightful kind of intro and summary to what I just said, because you're right. It applies to everyday life. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. I get, I get super pumped up when we're talking about emotional intelligence, EQ, like you said, we will abbreviate to. So here's a question that I think we can all relate to. 
because you just talked about all those areas, personally, professionally, all the different groups we're involved in. So we're always meeting new people. And Mm -hmm. that's part of the excitement of life. So how do you think EQ can help a newer relationship? Like Mm -hmm. when people are really trying to get to know one another and understand one another. What do you think about that? Yeah, what a great question. A good one to start off with, too. And I'm going to actually apply some of our strategies that we have at Talent Smart that really help us kind of really work on those four skills that you talked about. So uh, when I think about you know, really getting to know somebody, when I think about self-awareness, you've got to know yourself first as you're getting into whatever the new relationship is. It may not necessarily be a romantic relationship. It could be uh, any sort of relationship in your personal life. So I always talk about visiting your values. You know, what is it that you stand for? What do you believe in? And that's important so that as you are exploring this new relationship, that you don't lose yourself in it too. So you know, what are those? And it's interesting, Jen, because sometimes I hear people say, I don't really know what I stand for. So stop and ask yourself, right? Take a few minutes and really allow yourself to just explore some of the things that you know that you value about yourself. Mm -hmm. Then when I think about moving into how I self-manage myself, you know, one of the things that I will tell you has worked for me a lot is making your goals known. So meaning, what am I looking for to get out of this relationship? Is this a relationship that I'm looking for new friendship, new companionship, you know, am I joining the board of, a, of an organization and I want to share, here's the reason why, you know, it's helpful to let people know where you stand in what you're hoping to get out of the relationship so that people don't have to guess, right? Then you go to the social side because you talked about the two social competence. So when I look at social awareness, one that is, I think everybody thinks that they're great listeners, but we have a strategy that's called practice the art of listening. And I love that we have the word art in that strategy because, you know, listening is more than just sitting there and hearing the words that you're saying. There's an art to actually really listening, meaning put down those things that are in your hand called the cell phone, right? Um, Or whatever we're doing, get rid of the distractions. I can really hear what you're saying. But the other part that comes with the art of listening is, looking at you and seeing your facial expressions and your body language. You know, not everybody, by the way, is as facially expressive as, as you and I are, Jan, right? <laughs> but if, if, if they are, good, because I can read a lot that way. But sometimes you've got to be able to pay attention to, are the words matching what is going on with that person? So yeah. that's a strategy I would use there. And then to kind of tie it all together when it comes to the relationship management aspect is, Really think about how you ask questions about being open and curious. So that's a great strategy for anybody when they're getting into a new relationship. Being open and curious means asking questions that are thoughtful and that are insightful and allow you to understand each other a little bit more. And I think when you're open and curious, it allows others to want to be open and curious about you as well. So I think about, you know, we are always making new relationships. And sometimes we don't even realize it, but we are, even whenever we are you know, in a scenario that I hadn't even thought about this as a relationship, because you know, I think about a lot of people who are listening to your show probably have kids. 
And if they are out in the stratosphere um, because their kids are in dance or in soccer or whatever it is, those relationships are going to be important for people to understand how do we just get to know each other? So I think those are some really good strategies that I would recommend as we all you know, go through the, the, the process of getting to know new people. Oh, thank you. That is all incredible information and wonderful strategies because you're right. I mean, we really are always meeting new people and relationships take on so many different um, avenues and they all look differently and they all have a different reason for existing, the different <laughs> relationships that we're in. And so, you know, this is one thing that I am just so excited that you brought up and it's part of the EQ model. I mean, it's it's the foundation of the EQ model is the self-awareness. Yeah. And this is what I really love. I want our listeners of The Good Good Life. We're on a, a self-discovery journey together, and we cannot begin any journey until we really look at ourselves and know ourselves. And that whole strategy of really, really knowing our values mm -hmm. and what we stand for, because... If it's a new relationship that we've we've been wanting and we've been looking for it and we feel like, oh, here it is. What a great blessing. But we got to know ourselves, like you said, those values, who we are, because we could get influenced in negative ways because we admire someone or because yeah. we're excited they're in our life. So I think that is just such a wonderful strategy when we're thinking about that self-awareness mm -hmm. and I, I, that self-management. I'm not sure. And I'll be honest, I haven't really thought about that until I went through the training with you, but really letting people know goals that we have. You know, why Why are we in this situation? Why are we volunteering? Why do we want to be an assistant coach on the kids' athletic team? You know, why are we choosing what we're choosing? And also, you know, what can I offer for the relationship and how can we help one another? And that comes back to sharing those goals and building that trust. Yeah, and I was going to say, that's a great way of putting it because it allows people not to have a guessing game, right? I yeah. mean. And, and a lot of times when people are guessing and making assumptions, they're the wrong ones, right? So if I share it out front, nobody is going you know, to the other group and saying, I think that they're here for this reason. When really, if I shared up front some of the things like, hey guys, this is why, here's how I joined this. This is why mm -hmm. it, it cuts away people having to make their own stories up. I mean, we love creating stories about people, but when it's about you, we don't like that, right? So. Yeah, let's make sure the story is right. Great story. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, along those lines, let's not tell other people's stories. Let's go to them <laughs> and, and practice that art of listening. Mm -hmm. I do love the way it's phrased in the uh, Talent Smart EQ strategies. It is an art. Um, and we are living in such a distracted world now. Mm -hmm. So wonderful, wonderful ways to really apply EQ when we have new relationships coming into our life. So let's move on because, look, 
this has never happened to me. Uh, wink, wink. I'm totally kidding. Um, but how can we apply EQ for those times or people that seem to say the exact wrong thing at the wrong time? <laughs> Again, I don't have any experience in this day. No, I'm joking. Everyone. I don't either, Jan. Like, never. I mean, I know. Yeah, this, this is, is we're talking about other hypothetical. People, right? Yes, Absolutely. this is other people. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, right, if so only, Seriously, right? I'm excited to hear the answer to this because sometimes we just take a big old, you know, bite of our foot, right? Half yeah. foot will insert in mouth. All right. So, David, how can we apply EQ to this scenario? Yeah. I mean, and it's such a true story. We've all been there. Right. When all of a sudden we said something and almost instantaneous, you think to yourself, oh, I should not have said that out loud or I should not have thrown that piece of cake at them. They're not going to. I mean, like there's there's things that because our reactions yeah. are what gets us into trouble. So, you know, one thing to consider, I mean, we have a great strategy that we talk about is uh, is, is knowing who and what pushes your buttons. So mm. I have had people say to me you know, I don't really have anybody that pushes my buttons. And I'm like, yeah, I doubt that's the case. If you really think about, is there somebody that, you know, let's face it, families are blood. We love our families. But when you go to Thanksgiving or whatever, and you ask the question to whoever the host is, is cousin so-and-so coming? And you ask the question in that tone of voice because you're hoping the answer is they were invited elsewhere. But when you find out that they are coming, it automatically gives you sort of a, a rise in your emotions and you start thinking about, oh, gosh, I remember the last time we got into a fight. So that's a button pusher, right? So yes. I would just say if we know the who's or the what's that push our buttons, you know, one of the things that we can do is that's an awareness piece because now mm -hmm. I can be better prepared for when I see them. Because unless I'm not going to Thanksgiving, we're going to see each other. And so I would pair that with knowing who or what pushes my buttons to actually a self-management strategy, which is taking control of our self-talk. So that's, um, I, this is how I talk about it in my classes, is we have this little voice that's in our head. It happens to be mini you, right? This is not some gremlin has found its way into your head. This is somebody. This is you. <laughs> It just doesn't sometimes sound like you, but yeah. you get to own that little voice and you can actually reframe what might come out wrong into mm -hmm. a way that it can come out more effective. So in a family situation, this is really important because you don't want to get slapped or you don't want to have the turkey thrown at you or anything of that sort. But what I can say to myself is, okay, when I see cousin Jan, I'm going to take a deep breath. And maybe what I'm saying to myself is, let's just be pleasant. Let's say hi and walk away, whatever that might sound for you. So you say that when you see the person and it allows you to be in a much better place and then do that. You, you have to own that so that what comes out of your mouth and also the things that you do don't get you into trouble. And listen, my family um, is, is, just as guilty as this as the next you know because we go to we have family events of any of my family is is listening right now this is not a throw you under the bus but this is you know sometimes we say things when we know it's going to get somebody mad and that's not really 
kind or um, it's probably not getting you into the place that you want to be because that's also how fights sometimes start is you say the wrong thing or you didn't take the deep breath. So that's why I always say, you know, understand, like if somebody sets you off normally, be prepared for that. So that way you you can actually manage that. And I think about this for work too. Because I know we're talking about this in the personal life, but think about it. Work, you could lose your job if you say the wrong thing. In real life, your work, your personal life, you either could get slapped because HR isn't getting called at how at your house, or you know, if you say something wrong to your spouse or your significant other, that might be the night that you're sleeping on the couch. Because Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's so true because we um we have different scenarios in our life where we will let our guard down a little bit. Yeah. I think in a work setting, we at least do try more to pay attention. But to your point, if we say the wrong thing to the wrong person, we could lose our job. Um, and so it's important when we have created this pattern of saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. And I really do believe in the power of taking that breath. You know, we need more oxygen to our brain when we feel that angst kind of creeping up in us. But I really admire the strategy of, number one, like, know who's going to be there. Mm -hmm. Ask the coordinator or, you know, the planner Whatever the scenario, family, a party, whatever it is, a wedding, like who else has been invited? Who who do you think is going to be there? And like you said, there could be surprises because sometimes people show up when they weren't going to be there because you're thinking, oh, good. So-and-so is not going to be there. But you take that breath. You're like, yay. Yeah, I know. know. And then they show up. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't show up. And then there they are. And you didn't prepare yourself mentally. Owning your inner voice. You know, we don't want to give that control to other people. I say this a lot on the show. We never want to give other people responsibility for our joy. And so to own that little voice that can't, I, I, I think of it, David, like I'm a visual person, like the little devil and the little angel on our shoulder uh-huh. and who are you going to listen to, right? And and it goes back to what you said in the first question of, you know, what do we want from this relationship? What do we want from this family gathering? What do we want from attending this social event? Well, uh, we usually want to enjoy ourselves. We want to network. We want to have fun. We want to go home full of cake and not on our face, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. You know, one of the things you said that made me just think about, like, you know, why we sometimes feel that it's easier to get away with saying the things that we shouldn't in our personal lives is because I think we feel, this is what I've experienced a lot of times, we feel like, well, you have to get over it because you're related to me. And I think that's very unfair for us to expect others just because we are connected in that way to just get over those things. Because we can be much better, be more effective in personal relationships. And, you know, you've talked several times about taking a breath. I love that that's kind of a a mantra of yours. And part of our self-management strategies, we have several. It's take a deep breath. It's count to 10, sleep on it. So sometimes you got to do whatever it takes 
to be able to give yourself that time to not have to react in a way that's going to be ineffective for this relationship. So yeah, you know, personal relationships, quite honestly, are more important than work relationships. Because if you're saying that these people are are important to me all my life, then let's figure out how we can be you know, just much more effective. I don't have to um, be besties with everybody in my family. I mean, I am with a lot of my family, I have a very close family. But there are some people that I will tell you that if I um, know is going to be somewhere, I'm like, oh, okay, let's figure out what I'm going to say then. My family's all wondering, who is that he's talking about? But but there is that, that person that sometimes says to me, like, okay, I hope that they're in a good mood because otherwise I'm going to need to stay away from them on the other side of the room. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think you're so right. Like, we need to just think about it. And listen, in the end, we own our own relationships, right? Yeah. And so if we don't do that, then there are usually consequences to be paid, mm. like sleeping on the, on the couch. <laughs> yeah, yes, I know. None of us want that. And I really, I, I just want to echo and, and kind of piggyback off of what you're saying. We don't want to take those closest to us for granted. So and true. you said it like, um, we want to be better. Yeah. And I love that. We are better. And we've got to remember emotions do not always travel in rational channels mm -hmm. and those buttons get hit. So these are such useful strategies and I am just so excited to be reminded of them. And I'm even more excited to share these with our listeners. So on that note, as everyone is letting that bake a little, why don't we take a short break, but no one go anywhere, because we will be right back with David Brzezowski talking more about emotional intelligence. Stay with us. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities, and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. 
Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back, everyone, to The Good Good Life. We are talking with the one and only David Brzezowski from Talent Smart EQ, talking about emotional intelligence in our everyday life. Uh, we have just had so much fun, and we have learned so much already. Thanks <laughs> to David. Um, I want to keep going. I want to keep going with some questions yeah. and some uh, situations that David can help us all apply these EQ strategies. So I was it. actually thinking that uh, a lot of young adults are now going off to college, right? And if you are interested in joining sororities or fraternities, then there's a lot of people that you're meeting. So there you go. Meeting new people, we've already talked about strategies there, but there are so many people, and that's just one situation. All throughout our life, we are going to be in social networking type of settings. And I want to know, David, how you think EQ can help when someone is a little bit more of an introvert, yet mm. they are in these social settings and they're a little uncomfortable. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I love that scenario because that's that's true. And you're you're so right. Like it's I mean, we have, we get involved in a lot of it events that we get invited to or something that you're responsible to go to because maybe you're on a board and you're like, oh gosh, there's going to be so many people there. Um, I mean, if you're, you are aware that this is a, an aspect of, you know, the, the, the evening, your life that is uncomfortable for you, a couple social awareness strategies I'd throw out is the first and foremost, plan ahead for social gatherings. That's an actual strategy that we have. And what I mean by that is you take a moment for yourself to understand what you're walking into you know is there a whole um maybe it's a social setting for the first hour where people are walking around and talking like do you need to be prepared for that or is this i'm going and i'm sitting down at a table with a bunch of people i don't know and there's going to be name tents or no name tents or understand what it is ask some questions ahead of time to find out what is it that i'm actually getting into so that i can at least know what that looks like um, that can help you then start to say, okay, who is it that I might want to talk to there? Um, also, who do I need to talk to there? So, you know, another great strategy we talk about is um, developing a back pocket question. So this is great for anybody who is uncomfortable with getting conversations started. So literally you could write down some questions on a piece of paper and put them in your back pocket 
Or you could just say, I'm going to have two questions for everybody I meet. And it could be something as simple as maybe, so you brought up the idea of uh, people rushing sororities or fraternities. So maybe the question is, you go to the sorority rush, and one of the questions that you're going to ask everybody is, what made you want to join the sorority? And then the next person you speak to, you ask the same question to. Um, maybe it's something else. What's the best thing you've learned about yourself by being in this? So I don't have to come up with a thousand questions. I can come up with a couple of really key questions that will also get that other person talking and I'm able to listen and learn from them as well. So that I think, art of listening. Yes, the art. of So you get to listen and maybe there's a follow up question that you get to ask them, too. And then I think the other one that's really important that I don't know that we all even extroverts. I don't know that we do this well, which is kind of living in the moment. Sometimes we mm -hmm. fast forward through life, right? Just because, I don't know, like, as an extrovert, and I'm an extrovert, I think you're an extrovert too, Jan Jones. And, you, you know, sometimes we fast forward because we're on adrenaline rush. And when we get home, we're like, why didn't I talk to so-and-so? Yeah. Right? I mean, have you ever been there? Like, you're like, I know that Susie was there. Why didn't I talk to her? Oh, David, I did that at my at a surprise party that some friends of my husband threw a, a year ago, a couple of years ago. And I was, of course, in shock and so overwhelmed and so excited. And there was so much adrenaline that like the next day I was like, oh, my word, I didn't walk <laughs> around very much. I didn't talk to so-and-so. And so people had traveled in. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, like living in the moment allows you to, again, go back to that that strategy we talked about is taking a deep breath, take it all in, like look around the room, who's here? Who haven't I seen? Who do I want to talk to? You know, who do I need to talk to? And it's kind of like making that mental checklist almost for yourself is like, there's somebody over there I need to get to, let me go over and just walk my way in and have some conversation. And so I think we can be better prepared for situations like that, um, especially if you're an introvert, but also as an extrovert. Because like I said, I've gotten, and you and I both have gotten into that situation. I, um, you know, I like to be this social butterfly, butterfly sometimes, but then I get myself into trouble because the very people that maybe I had planned to talk to, um, I didn't do that. So I think we can help everybody with social settings to just kind of maybe prepare for it. And then when we're there, try to be a little bit more in the moment. I really love that strategy of being in the moment because I think we are in such a fast paced world. Mm -hmm. I mean, no matter what stage of life you're in, it's yeah. moving quickly. There's so much being thrown at us. And we do fast forward. I love how you put it. We fast forward. Oh, oh, there's so-and-so across the room. And then you lose sight of that art of listening. Yeah. And all you're thinking of is the next person mm -hmm. that, that you want to talk to. But to be in that moment, I really like the idea of getting a lay of the land prior to the event. Um, whether that is like talking to people that have been there before. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, just kind of understanding what you're walking into. I think yeah. that can ease our anxiety. But yeah. I love the back pocket question. <laughs> I mean, that is such a great idea when you're a little bit of an introvert and you're like, yeah. I don't even know how to open it up. Then have a couple of those questions. 
Um, and we can strategically place ourselves in events where it's not a seated dinner. I've always um, shared with people, hey, if you're not sure like where to stand, what group to kind of walk up to, stand by the food table because eventually everyone's going to go take a break and you <laughs> can say hello there, right? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And hopefully there's some good food that you can eat while you're standing there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you so much for that. So helpful. Now, David, you were sharing with me before uh, we went live today, a, a situation where you actually really instinctively, um, your EQ strategies and skills just kicked mm -hmm. in. And it was a wonderful example. I would love for you to share with our listeners what happened and how you saw EQ really help the situation? Sure. And I won't get into the gory details, but over the Memorial Day weekend, um, I went hiking, which I don't normally do. And um, I had a hiking accident. I fell, got really um, injured, ended up in the hospital. And where EQ came into play for me was instinctually just really having these strategies that I um, feel very strong about come into play. And I was having this aha moment throughout my couple of days in the hospital and even afterwards, how these helped. A um, couple of very simple things. One that was from relationship management. And we talked about relationships are everywhere, right? Well, when you go to the emergency room and then get put into the hospital, you are having relationships with all these people who are taking care of you. Even though it's going to be short-lived, I need them to want to take care of me. So I will say that the strategy of remembering the little things that pack a punch really, as I look back to that, was helpful for me because the little things such as saying thank you, but being very genuine in the thank you, um, asking for things when I needed them, but also paying attention to the tone of my voice when you ask for those things. Um, you know, when I think about, so think about, it for, we've all been to the emergency room at some point or another. When you go into the emergency room, everybody thinks that why they're there is the most important thing. Yeah. And I was there on Memorial Day weekend, and there were a lot of people in there. And so I saw people being short with the people who were trying to take you know, do, do the intake and with nurses and just wanting people to fast forward them. And mm -hmm. it didn't make me think I needed to be different. What I learned was that I have some really good emotional intelligence going on that I was very thankful um, that they were taking me in. I was grateful. I was being pleasant with them. So even though that sounds like, well, that just seems like what you should do, not everybody does that. And it's mm -hmm. one of the things that remembering the little things, the pack a punch, which also brought me to this other one I was telling you about beforehand, which was, and it's a social awareness strategy. It's greeting people by name. Yeah, I learned, um, and I've learned this for a long time, that first of all, we all love to be called by our name, right? That's, we've grown up with our name. I love when somebody remembers my name. It makes me realize that they um, paid attention. So yeah. I also have learned that that's the case when I use it for other people. And so genuinely, I asked people if I couldn't see it on their name tag or they hadn't introduced themselves to me. I would say, by the way, what is your name? And whether that was the nurses or the doctors or whomever, because let's face it, in an emergency room, you're getting to see a lot of people, but then some of those people are with you through their entire shift. And then yeah. when I was admitted to the hospital, um, 
the nice thing about this hospital is they went through, they were doing 12 hour shifts. So I at least knew that on my shift, there were like three or four key people I needed to remember. And so each person that came in, I would ask them, what's your name? And ask them a little bit about themselves. The little things that matter are people actually paying attention. I had one of the nurses say to me, and this is why I knew that it made a difference. She said to me, she goes, I so appreciate that you don't say, hey, nurse, hey, nurse. She said, I love that you call me by my name. I don't get that often. And I thought, well, I'm so happy that I could make her day by just calling her by her name. But it was for me a natural thing. And you and I were talking and you said, I do that with people even in the restaurant, right? Like instead of saying, hey, waitress, hey, waiter, hey, bartender, learn people's names. People are going to probably be a lot quicker to come to you rather than somebody else. Um, And if it's coming out of you genuinely, it can be helpful. But I will tell you that I had that really nice aha moment as I was leaving the hospital about how emotional intelligence served me well in that case, too. I mean, there's a bunch of other strategies that probably helped me throughout, like taking a deep breath whenever I couldn't really do something, you know, in the moment. Um, you know, but those types of things, you know, when we all work on our own emotional intelligence, it does make you, um, I'm, I'm going to say this out loud, it makes you a better human being. I mean, it just makes you better in how you react with other people. I did not have to have anybody say to me, hey, don't call them nurse, call them by their name. You know, call, call, call Luke by his name, call this one, but I mean, so it was, it was a great reminder that when you work on this, it's something that sticks with you and can really be a big win. When I left the hospital, I was thanked for being a nice patient, for being a yeah. good patient. And I thought, that's kind of kind. I mean, you know, how often does that happen? So yeah, um, that, that's what I learned about myself at the hospital. So and I, I thought our conversation earlier was great because when you even said, Gosh, I call people by their name anywhere I can whenever it's like a, a situation like that. That's what the other place that we can use it. Because if you don't go to the hospital, use it at the restaurant, use it at the library, use it at wherever you go. People yeah. have names for a reason. And so just ask them, what's your name? I love it. And, you know, a hospital setting is so tense anyway. So, I mean, I think taking the deep breath everywhere, every time we feel that tension, that stress creeping up, it does calm us a little bit in the moment. But isn't it interesting that the healthcare providers were thanking you for (laughs) being kind because you were practicing some of these and you said it. They are the little things that pack a powerful, positive punch. And we, I I think it is wonderful, but a little sad that you stood out as a patient because of that kindness, because of these strategies. And look, I believe that when we are stressed out, we are lashing out. And unfortunately, in a healthcare setting, people are scared. They don't know what's going on. Like yeah. you said, they think their emergency is the one that should be top priority. And they get upset and angry and tense, and they just start forgetting that they can be a better human being Absolutely. just by practicing these strategies. And and you said it before the break, and I'm going to say it again. We are better. 
We are better than that, whatever that is, that negative reaction, that unkind tone, that just, you know, demanding more than what we really should demand, um, not having patience, you know, holding on to bitterness, like you were talking about family scenarios earlier. I mean, there's so much that we have talked about in this time. Yeah. That is so valuable. I have to share a funny story about names because we we are given these names at birth and, and we do want people to remember our name. It's it's part of our legacy is Absolutely. our name. And I will tell you how important and how impactful it can be to call someone by their name. This is kind of a funny story. Years and years. I mean, like a lifetime ago, y'all. But <laughs> I remember this because I was... Um, in Las Vegas, and I was uh, down in the lobby of one of those big hotels, and there were a lot of celebrities there this weekend because there was some celebrity poker tournament. I just happened to be there for a conference at that time, so it was kind of like oh, I thought you were playing right? poker. I was going to ask you how you did. Oh, no, no, no. I am not a gambler at all. I love all the shows. The shows in Vegas are amazing, but I was in the lobby. And just a few feet away from me was Owen Wilson. Now, I'm sure oh, wow. you will not remember this, but I just called out, hey, Owen. And he turned around and he walked over there to me and we had about a, you know, 30 second interaction. But I remember and it all started with me calling him by his name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you That's know, great. It, it, it eases any uh, reservation you may have to to interact with someone because it's like, yeah. oh, they're calling me by my name. Um, yeah. But, you know, something else that you shared about your hospital experience, which, by the way, listeners, we're so thankful and grateful that David is recovering from this really tragic hiking accident. And I know he didn't go into the detail, but we're really glad he's here. And we're so Thank thankful for those health care providers that yes. did get you through it. But you made a point, and I think we can all be reminded of this, because we talked about new relationships and we've talked about all kinds of different scenarios where these EQ strategies can help. But we need to remember, and you said it, sometimes these relationships are short-lived. Mm. But it doesn't take away how important they are. I mean, in that moment of you being in the hospital, those relationships with all of your providers and all of the personnel in the hospital, those were most important at that moment. Absolutely. I, I love that that's how you said that. It's great. Yeah, we don't want to dismiss those relationships just because we think we may never see them again, because mm -hmm. not only did they have such an impact on your life, but David because emotional intelligence is instinctive and natural for you, you had such a positive impact on their life. And that's really what makes the world go round is just respect and love for everyone, right? Absolutely. So I love that we need to remind ourselves and everyone that we don't want to dismiss a relationship just because it may be short lived. And another another wonderful takeaway from this one story, and look, I could go on and on and on, <laughs> but when we are intentional with yeah. practicing this and really 
um, meditating on our own self-awareness, our own self-management, that social awareness. I mean, let's just let's take stock of what's going on around us. And then that relationship management, when we really, really are intentional with this, it does become second nature. Yeah. And it can only enhance this good, good life that we're living, right? I love that, Jan. You know, and I want to just say really quick, you know, it doesn't mean that I am always being kind and nice and all, it, but it is about sometimes if I have to be direct with somebody, I can still do it in an emotionally intelligent way. You know, it's, yeah. I can still be respectful and be kind, but still hold people accountable in our personal lives, in our work lives. And so I think that's the, the whole key. I love what you just said there, uh, Oh, yeah, you're right, because this helps when we do need to be direct and have a real respectful conversation. You know, um, before we wrap up, I I just I want to share something that was on my heart. You know, what happens when we live intentionally with kindness and empathy? Mm -hmm. We find affection for others. We have an exuberance about life and we have inner peace. We develop a willingness to stick with things and a sense of compassion and conviction that people are good. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments and we are able to direct our energies wisely. So, David You are amazing. You're so inspirational. I love what you share. And I want our listeners to know how they can connect with you. Absolutely. First of all, thank you again for having me back. This has been great. I could talk to you about this a hundred times. Um, but well, you can reach out. make this like a regular thing, right? Because okay. I'm so grateful you came back. <laughs> we will come back again. So you can go to our website at talentsmarteq.com if you want to find out more about our company and about our programming and our assessments, our books. We have some great stuff. It don't have to be for work. It's great for everybody's personal life like we just talked about. If you want to reach out to me for anything, I can be reached at david.b, as in boy, at talentsmart.com. And happy to point you in the right direction. And again, seriously, Jan, thank you for this conversation. I think Emotional intelligence really is a game changer at both work and in your personal lives. Thank you, David. And thank you for joining us today. And on my show page, there is a banner for Talent Smart EQ, and you can even click there and you can go to their website with all these wonderful resources. So thank you, David. And thank you, everyone joining us. I just appreciate you so much. And I hope until next time, you enjoy this good, good life and love living and live loving. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. Until then, continue to love living and live loving.